Hello and welcome to The Adventures of Superman from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready get 30, ready get 20, 20, 20, ready get 20, 20, ready get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Faster than a speedy bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Able to leap tall buildings in a single bound. Up in the sky, it's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman. Superman's strange visitor from the planet Krypton, who came to Earth with amazing physical powers far beyond those of mortal men, and who, disguised as Clark Kent, mild-mannered reporter for a great metropolitan newspaper, wages a never-ending battle for truth and justice. Today, flying high above desert and mountains in search of his mysteriously missing friend, Superman spies something far below which makes his blood run cold. Hey, Scott, that's Jim Oates on the back of that runaway horse, and they're heading directly for that deep canyon. I'm afraid I'm too late. Away! Gang, do you know why Pike's Peak is where it is? And how come the Grand Canyon has so many different colors? Well, some folks say that it was all the doing of Paul Bunyan, a fabulous character who was said to have built Pike's Peak in his spare time, and then hand-painted the Grand Canyon just for some relaxation. Well, that's how the story goes. And the tales that have grown up about this giant are almost as tall as he was supposed to be. Yes, gang, the remarkable exploits of Paul Bunyan make thrilling stories today. After many years of being told and retold by pioneers and lumbermen around the campfires and in faraway parts of the land, they began as simple stories. And with each retelling, an extra twist, a new angle was added, until Paul Bunyan became a favorite national folk hero. And from the stories you hear today, handed down from the pioneers, why there wasn't anything anywhere that Paul Bunyan couldn't do or hadn't done. Well, everybody knows that these are wonderful, tall stories, although nobody actually believes them. But strange as it may seem, there are others not so wonderful. These tall stories are making their rounds today, and some folks are sucker enough to fall for them. Well, it seems fantastic. 
And yet some people talk as if super special people exist today. Super special because they belong to a certain race or religion. And believe it or not, there are dopes who swallow that phony baloney. Well, since science has shown us that no man is actually different or better than another because of his race or religion, there's no excuse for suckers believing such tall tales. Unless, of course, they're the kind who still believe in dragons and witches on broomsticks. Don't you be one of those. And now, the adventures of Superman. Three Daily Planet reporters, Horatio Horn, Lois Lane, and Jimmy Olsen, have disappeared under mysterious circumstances from a hotel in Moundville, a small mining town on the edge of the desert. Superman, who masquerades as Clark Kent, mild-mannered reporter for the Daily Planet, streaked to Moundville. But except for the old desert rat taxi driver who had brought them into town, no one admitted having seen the three reporters. Again taking to the air, Superman began a search of the surrounding desert and mountains. And suddenly, far ahead and below, he sighted a runaway horse with a human figure lashed to its saddle, bolting down the side of a mountain toward a vast canyon, the sheer rock walls of which dropped away precipitously for hundreds of feet. Great Scott! That's Jim Olsen and he'll be killed! Down to him! Down! Like a red and blue arrow, Superman flashes downward from the skies, rocketing through the spray of the waterfall, even as the panic-crazed horse, feeling the ground give way beneath its feet, launches itself into a frenzied leap. Thrilling wildly, the animal plummets down, down toward the jagged boulders and boiling water. It's Jimmy Olsen, mercifully unconscious now, still lashed to its back. Then, calling on every ounce of strength and speed in his steel spring muscles, Superman sweeps down through the canyon, snatches the kicking horse and its human burden only inches above the rocks of death. Then, fearing in midair, he launches his triumphant cry, Up! Up! And away! Rocketing up from the depths of the canyon, Superman rips away the rope which lashes Jimmy to the horse, lets the plunging animal run away, Bends anxiously over his motionless young friend. Jim. Jim. Thank heaven he's coming to. Easy, son. Easy. Everything's all right now. Oh, my head. What happened? Superman. That's right. What happened, Jim? Who tied you to that horse? I don't know. Don't know? Uh-uh. It was dark. I couldn't see the men. They knocked me out. When I came to, I was tied on a horse. We were climbing up... Were Miss Lane and Horatio Horn with you? I don't know. I was blindfolded. I know there were some men on horses with me. Let's see. Gosh, man, what's going on around here? That's what we're going to find out. You say you were climbing when your horse ran away? Uh-huh. Quite a long time. I think we were on a narrow trail, and kind of I kept bumping against rocks or something on the side. And we were riding slowly. Chances are you were on one of these mountain trails. See any men or horses now, but we'll hop up to that range of mountains and look around. Feel well enough to take a little trip with me? Oh, sure. I'm okay now, Superman. I'm mostly worried about Miss Lane and Horatio Horn. So am I. If they were with your party, we may be able to find them. Come on up with you, Jim. Hang on now. Okay. Here we go. Up, up, and away! Sign of men on horseback in these mountains, Jim. Now tell me, when and where did you see Miss Lane last? I saw her last night in a hotel in Mountain. Hotel? Are you sure? Positive. She was showing me the room where Horatio Horn disappeared when 
all of a sudden, she disappeared, too. Disappeared? Uh-huh. It wasn't very light in the room, just moonlight coming in through the window. I could see her all right, and we were talking. Suddenly, she cried out, and she wasn't there anymore. Great Scott. Then something happened to me. What? I don't know what. When I woke up, I was tied on a horse. But the hotel clerk denied that you or Miss Lane or Horatio Horn had ever been in this hotel. He did? Yes. Look, I'm going to take you back to Montville, Jim, where you and Clark Kent will have another talk with that hotel clerk and get to the bottom of this. Wait, did, did you say Mr. Kent? Yes. You, uh, you, you'll find Kent at the hotel. All right, hang on now. Up! Up! And away! <laughs> Here, Willie. Why did you tell me this morning that Jim Olson, Miss Lane, and Horatio Horn had never been in your hotel? Uh, now, look, mister. I'm only the clerk and handyman here. When Frosty Ketchell said I had to see that, I, I done it. I got it. Who is Frosty Ketchell? He's the owner of this hotel. My boss. I see. He's a weary, too, if I ever saw him, Mr. Kent. Oh? He wears an old frock coat and tennis shoes. Wait a minute, and... Jim. Where's Frosty Ketchell now, Willie? I, I don't know. He left here last night. But I don't know where he went to. Oh, you don't, eh? We better get the sheriff, Mr. Kent. He'll make this character talk. I tell you, I don't know where Frosty went. I didn't want to lie to you, Mr. Kent. Frosty said if I didn't, he'd cut my throat. Cheaper. He did, eh? And he'd do it, too. Well, tell me, did Frosty have Miss Lane and Horatio Horn with him when he left last night? No, sir, he didn't. I don't know what happened to them. I think he's lying, Mr. Kent. No, no, I ain't, so help me. Well, if you are, Willie, you'll need plenty of help, I can promise you that. Well, I want to see the room where the disappearing acts took place. So leave the way, Willie. If you know what's good for you, you won't try any tricks. This is the room, Mr. Kent. Okay. Now tell me exactly what happened again. Okay. Well, oh, wait, wait just a minute. You stay here, Willie. Yes, sir, Mr. Kent. All right, go on, Jim. Well, Miss Lane was standing right about here. No, she was just about here. When all of a sudden she cried out and, and disappeared. Then the same thing happened to you, huh? That's right. Frosty. He knows the devil's ways. It's a devilish trick, all right, Willie. Ingenious, but very simple. You mean, you know what happened, Mr. Kent? Of course, Jim. Here's your answer. Watch. You see? Well, I'll be... Wait. A trap door. Exactly, Jim. A trap door. Set perfectly in the floor so it's not noticeable to ordinary eyes. Hinges are well-oiled and the edges are covered with rubber, so it's practically noiseless. But how come I couldn't see it when it opened? You said there was only moonlight in the room when Lois disappeared from sight, didn't you? Yeah, that's right. And Miss Lane said the lights blinked out for a second when Horatio Horn disappeared. Well, sure. Frosty Ketchell must have pulled the master switch for the lights just before he operated the trap door. Holy smokes. Maybe Miss Lane and Horatio are down in that, that black hole right now. Suffering cactus, if they are... No, they're not, Jim. It's a small cellar with a mud floor under this room. Lois and Horatio are not in it. How do you know? I can't see a thing down there. You take my word for it, I... Uh-oh. Now what, Mr. Ken? Just noticed something in that cellar that may give us the answer to why Lois and Horatio disappeared. And where they are. Out of the way, Jim. I'm going down there. Swiftly, Clark Kent lowers himself through the trap door into the pitch-black cellar. What has his X-ray vision perceived? We'll be back in a moment for the startling climax of today's episode. So keep listening. Gang, it was just 173 years ago this last Sunday, April 18th, that Paul Revere made his famous midnight ride to warn the American Minutemen that the British were coming. Well, there was another man like Paul Revere. He was a man named Francis Salvador, and he warned the southern colonists that the Cherokees were coming. It happened on July 1st of 1776. The British had attacked the city of Charleston, South Carolina, 
in their attempt to squash the American Revolution. They had given the Cherokee Indians guns and ammunition and encouraged them to attack the outlying settlements of Carolina. Francis Salvador was on his plantation when the terrible news reached him that the Cherokees had swooped down on the frontier villages and the farms. The blood-curdling news galvanized Salvador into action. He was determined to get word to the garrison stationed 30 miles away and to warn the isolated colonists. Although he knew that to do this meant riding directly through the Indians' line of march, that did not stop him. The famous rider Francis Salvador will always be remembered wherever men of Carolina meet. For by alerting the garrison and the frontiersmen, he saved the colony. But he paid the supreme price. For when the fighting was done and the victory gained, the Americans found Salvador lying in the bushes. He had been scalped. And as he lay dying, he whispered to his sorrowing friends that they must always remember. Freedom was won by men of every race and religion. Protestants and Catholics and Jews like Salvador, who fought together for freedom. For that reason, he said... All Americans must live together in freedom. Don't ever forget that, gang. And now, back to the adventures of Superman. Clark Kent has lowered himself into the pitch-black mud cellar beneath the hotel room. Jimmy Olsen and Weary Willie above in the room are on their knees attempting to peer through the gloom below the trap door. Mr. Kent... Mr. Kent. Wait, Jim. I'll have it in a moment. I wonder what he saw down there, Willie. Don't know how he can see anything down in that hole. Listen. Doesn't it sound as if he's digging? Yeah. We'll light a match and may be able to see. No, don't. Shucks. What'd you say, Mr. Kent? I got another. Don't light any matches. Here we are. No, don't, Willie. Mr. Kent said not. Now we can see. Wait, Scott. Kent, Willie, look out. As Weary Willie strikes a match above the dark cellar, Clark Kent shouts a warning. Then there is a blinding flash, followed by a terrific explosion. The floor seems to rise up under Jimmy Olsen and Weary Willie, and the rickety wooden hotel flies to pieces like a crazy house of cards. What has happened? What is the fate of Jimmy Olsen and Weary Willie? How was Superman able to save them from destruction? Strange, baffling, and perilous is this adventure in which Superman and his friends are now involved. You won't want to miss a single exciting moment of it. So be sure to tune in Monday, same time, same station, for Chapter 8 of the Crossword Puzzle Mystery on The Adventures of Superman. Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Superman DC Comics Magazine and is brought to you Monday through Friday at the same time. This program came from New York. Stay tuned to your mutual station for Captain Midnight, which follows in just a moment. And right after Captain Midnight, you will hear Tom Mix and his Ralston straight shooters. This is the Mutual Broadcasting System.